Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Tonight, let's go in our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm actually going to start a new series for Wednesday nights when I'm preaching. And I'm going to be talking about uh, Don't Stress Out. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even realize it when I, you know, I decided to do this series. <clears throat> but then I found out this, this morning uh, that, of all things, April is uh, National Stress Awareness Month. <laughs> There's always something, right? <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, the thing of it is, is, man, the world is losing it. You know, they're stressed. And, uh, you know... <clears throat> there's really, you know, there's really no natural cure for it. It, it. It's a spiritual cure. You know, sometimes they'll tell you, you know, if you have stress, just take deep breaths, you know, do yoga, which I don't recommend, uh, you know, do uh, uh, go for a walk, drink some coffee. I do recommend that, but <laughs> that's not the answer. The answer is the Bible, amen, the Word, hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, I've heard, heard things, different things about stress, but we're going to just talk about don't stress out because here's the thing about it and uh, <clears throat> that you need to understand is that st- stress is a part of life. Right. You're going to have it, right. but you don't have to stress out, right? right? right. I mean, you know, all kinds of things are going on in the world, you know, and now, uh, you know, with the, uh, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> it, well, if you, I haven't watched the, or, or partaken of the news for I think it's been a week now, and, you know, the world hadn't changed a bit. Nothing's, nothing's happened that I didn't need to know about, you know. We, we're still going on, amen. So you don't have to know all that stuff, you know. It's, it's okay to know some things, but you don't have to know all that. And so, you know, the thing about it is, is just simply this, that, uh, you know, there's no, there's no way we're ever going to have a life without stress, but we don't have to stress out. And what I'm going to show you tonight... <clears throat> is that we're actually redeemed from stressed out. Right. Hallelujah. Right. We're actually redeemed from that. And, and uh, you know, stress is just a part of life, man. I mean, it's, it's going to be there. Uh, it, it, but we don't have to stress out. Amen? Right. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. Is that all right? Yes. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I know a lot of people aren't here because of the rain. But, you know, guess what? We're going to get something out of this. Right. I'm telling you, this whole series, so don't miss it, because we're going to talk about, about you know, not stressing out. Because we need this. I said, we need this. Because, you know, it's not, you know, listen, I don't mean to, I'm not gloom and doom, you know that, but it's not going to get any better. Not for the world. It is for the church. Didn't you hear that prophetic word a while ago, what God said, if we'll just press in? It'd be good for us. It's going to get better. Hallelujah. And I'll talk about that some too, because Jesus said when all these things come to, come to, begin to come to pass, He said, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. In other words, don't focus on that stuff. Focus on your redemption. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, because they're talking about, you know, we, we, you know, the gas prices and all the prices. And now they're talking about, if, you, if you're paying a little bit of attention now, they're talking about food shortages worldwide. We're, we're, we're going to run out of food. You know, we only have about a 90-day supply. And... Farmers aren't planting anything else and all that. But, you know, God bless them. I still got Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus told me, don't worry about those things. 
Your father feeds the birds, he'll feed you. That's pretty simple-minded. I know. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. That's where God wants you to be, just free in your mind. Amen? Amen. So, so, you know, stress, man, it has, a, it, has a, it has an adverse effect on you. It has an adverse effect on your body. You know what I'm saying? I remember before I was saved, before I gave my life to Jesus Christ and knew better, knew better, you know, I didn't know the promises of God. I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to worry. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be stressed out. And I remember when I'd have periods of stress over something, you know, some of it was self-created by the way I lived, my lifestyle, you know, whether you're going to get in trouble, arrested, or stuff like that, just lifestyle issues, a lot of it was caused by that, some of it was just life, that if I went through uh, periods of stress, I'd, I'd even have canker sores break out on me. And it was stress-related. It would actually affect my body. And I've often thought about this. Have you ever just been, you know, going along and something like really startled you? Shake your head yes or no, whatever. Uh, Have you ever had those times and, and, and the strength drains out of you? Yeah, I know a pastor. He said, he said, you know, I've told you a story before, but he, he's, he's a, his dad's a pilot. He's a pilot. I don't know how much he flies now, but he's a pilot. He said, he said, you know, dad and I were flying someplace. Dad was flying and all of a sudden the carburetor began to ice up and it became apparent we were in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and, you know, he got de-icer, but it, wasn't, it just wasn't doing it. It wasn't working and so forth. And so his dad said, well, you call the tower. You work the radio. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just fly the plane. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to keep the thing flying. And so he said, you know, he's, I mean, and this pastor is like, uh, I'd say he's probably six, four, six, five. You know, so he's a big guy. And he said, I get on the radio and says, oh, oh. he says, my voice was cracking. <laughs> I'm trying to be a he-man here, you know. And he said, you know, we worked through it, and they, they, they diverted us to a closer airport. We landed. We're safe. He saw that's all over with, you know. He said, I got out of the plane, and when I stood on the ground, my legs buckled. He said, because all that strength had gone out of me. And I thought about that. I thought about that. I thought, you know, when we're in stress, when we're in fear, even though we don't have that maybe super shot of adrenaline, that force is working inside of us. 24-7, and it's destroying our, our health. And this is proven medically, but we don't even need med- medical, I don't even need medical science to prove it. It's, it's just, it should be obvious that it's a force of the devil. Amen. And so let's look here in 2 Corinthians, because I want to talk to you about how we're redeemed from stressing out. Amen. So everybody say, don't stress out. All right. Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 6, it says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So so we know which God this is, right? This is Genesis chapter 1 God. Remember the God that said, let there be light? Amen. All right. This is that God has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It's kind of wordy, but what he's saying is the same God that shined, that, that commanded light, you know, out of darkness, dark, you know, in the beginning of Genesis, that he commanded the light to shine in the darkness. That same God has caused the light 
of the glory of God that was in the face of Jesus. Now you have to understand, he's, been talking, he's just been talking about how Moses' face glowed under the old covenant. Now that glory, the new covenant, greater glory is in the face of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a better covenant, amen? amen. Now, he says that, that God has caused that glory to shine in our hearts. So we have something inside of us that we need to know about. I said we have something inside of us that we need to know about. Now notice verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency, or literally that word excellency means the superiority, the superiority of the power may be of God and not of us. In other words, he's saying we have superior power in our earthen vessel. Wow, hallelujah. The glory's inside of you, right? Remember, he said in, in another place, John said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now, if you don't know that, then you can't partake of that. You have to know it. How many know you have to know things to partake of them? If you don't know how could you partake of? So if you know things, so you have to know that there's something inside of you. Amen. There's the glory. Now notice verse 8. He says, this is Paul, and this is the old King James. He says, uh, we are troubled on every side. Now I don't know about you, I don't like trouble on one side. Come on. But he said, we're troubled on how many sides? Every side. Now the King James says, yet not distressed or in stress. Now, how could you be troubled on every side and not distressed? We're perplexed, notice this, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. So how could you have trouble on every side, but you're not stressed out? You're perplexed, you know, to be at a loss. In other words, this means like there's no way out, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. How could you be that way? Well, he explained it before in those previous verses. We have something inside of us that's greater than everything on the outside. In other words, you know, all stress is, is pressure. It's an exerted force, and it's from the outside. So the devil puts a force on the outside against us, but God wants us to know there's a force inside of us that's greater than that force on the outside. Greater is He. Come on, these just aren't just cute Bible verses. These are, this is real life stuff that will help you. Greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. You know, and I've talked about this before, you know, and, and, and all. It's kind of like a football. You know, you, have you ever watched football? All right, you see the ball gets loose, what happens? All those big guys jump on it. Now, what keeps that little ball from busting? I mean, it's got all these fat guys on it. Some 200, 300 pounds, you know what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> remember the fridge? How many old guys don't remember the fridge, you know? You know, he was a lineman for the Bears. Weighed, I think he was close to 400 pounds, upper 300s. And every once in a while, they'd put him in when they got close to the goal line and give him the ball like he was a running back because there's nobody tackling him. I mean, how do you stop a refrigerator? You know, you get out of the way of it, right? And so, you know, all these guys fall on this ball, but the, but the thing of it is the pressure inside that ball is greater than the pressure on top of it. If it wasn't, it would pop. 
See, God's just saying, look, there's pressure. There's pressure. Paul said, there's pressure. It's all around us. We're troubled on every side. But the pressure inside of me, the greater glory inside of me, the, the excellency of the power, the superior power is on the inside of me. It's on the inside of me. There may be a force from the outside, but there's a force in me that's greater than anything in the world. I believe it. I said, I believe it. And you have to believe it if it's going to really work for you. So, so we have to understand that, yeah, you know, yes, the things, the things in the world, they're not going to get any better. You know, I, you know, I mean, I believe we're going to see, a, I believe that America is going to see a, a one last great move of God. And I say one last because I think it's almost over with. I think we're almost, it's, I think the, the Lord's not too far from coming back. And so I believe that. And so I think we're going to see one. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be short. It's going to be quick. It's going to be powerful. But we're going to be in it. Amen. 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 And what is it? Well, listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a move of the Word and the Spirit of God. That's what it is. And you're going to see it happen. It's not going to come to everybody. It's going to come to those that are hungry for it, open for it, and, and are available for it. Amen. Then that could be anybody, of course. But you have to choose, right? You have to choose to lay aside the, the you know, just your way of doing things and pick up God's way of doing things. Amen. Amen. And, and, and you know, the thing of it is, is, is that, that, that God, he, you know, He'd like for this for everybody to be in it, but you have to put yourself in position. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm putting myself in position. Hallelujah. I want the Word. I want the Spirit. I want, I want everything God has. Amen. Now, all right, go to Deuteronomy 28, and uh, I want to read this to you, because we're going to be talking about, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about don't, be stress, or don't, don't stress out, but I want to talk to you and show you how you're actually redeemed from being stressed out. And uh, Deuteronomy 28, go there. I'm going to read a few verses, about three verses out of Deuteronomy 28. This is, this is the curse, uh, and the blessing and the curse of the law. The blessing for obedience, the curse for breaking the law of the old covenant. So that's what this is all about. Thank God we're in the blessing. Yes. I said, thank God we're in the blessing. Yes. Amen. Just stay in the blessing, right? You know, I, I, this story comes to my mind. But, you know, if you'll just walk in the blessing, God will keep you in all areas. You know, I remember one person in our church about 15 years ago, um, they, had, they had cancer and uh, they were, it was in a certain part of their body and they were scheduled to go have surgery and remove the cancer. And, uh, you know, I went to the hospital, of course, and was there with them and with their family that, you know, that was there. Their, I think this person's mother was there, maybe, maybe, maybe the, her father was there too, uh, maybe a sibling or something. But I remember being there. And they, the doctor came out of the operating room and he talked to us, you know, and he said, well, I got the cancer, he said, but it will be back and this is going to take her life. It's going to take her life. It, it's eventually going to get her. And, you know, the family cries, but I'm her pastor. And I said, no, it's not. It's not going to take her out. Well, somebody's better speak some faith over this situation. And so it's not, that was 15 years ago, and she's still going today and has never had a reoccurrence. Amen. 
See, why? Because I want to tell you something, folks. We, we, we're people of the blessing, not the curse. You read here and do, how could I say that? I wasn't arrogant in saying that. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, somebody's got to speak some faith here. We can't just let this go. Right? I mean, listen, listen, listen. Doctor, we respect doctors. We love doctors. But don't tell me what to believe. Tell me what you found. Not what to expect, not what to believe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my expectation from the Word. I don't mean that mean or rude. I hope you understand that. I have respect for doctors. I mean, all he was telling us why he was telling what was going to happen in the natural. But see, the thing of it is, he didn't know why we know. Now, she didn't buy it either. Thank God she didn't. She didn't accept that. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Now that's it. I'm done with this. Well, thank God 15 years later, she's still going. Never has had it back. Never will come back as long as she walks in her faith. Amen. Praise God for it. Amen. As long as you keep your faith, the blessing's working. Amen. Now, but here in Deuteronomy 28, I want to read this to you. This is part of the curse, Deuteronomy 28, verse 65. It says this, And among these nations you'll find no ease, neither shall the sole of your foot have rest, but the Lord shall give thee a trembling heart or an anxious heart, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind or anguish of soul. That sounds like stress to me, guys. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and you shall fear day and night, and shall have none assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, Would God it were the evening. At evening you shall say, Would God it were the morning. For the fear of your heart wherewith you shall fear, and for the sight of your eyes which you shall see. Listen, folks, this is a, this is a description of stress, anxiety, fear, and worry, and it's part of the curse. I said it's part of the curse. Now, what is it? Well, see, being stressed out is part of the curse. I didn't say, I didn't say you wouldn't have stress, but being stressed out is part of the curse. You can't live life without stress. You understand what I'm talking about. There's always going to be pressures. Paul said we're pressured, we're troubled on every side, but he said we're not stressed out about it. Why? Because we got greater power. We know how it's going to turn out. Hallelujah. Amen. So, listen, stress causes something called mental pain or mental suffering. Mental suffering is part of the curse. Go over to Galatians chapter 3. I know you know this scripture, but let's look at it again. Amen? Galatians chapter 3. You say, well, I don't know that I know this scripture. Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> well, no, but you should know this scripture. I think most of you know this scripture. But anyway, let's, let's look at it again because <clears throat> we have to understand that there's been something done about this. Galatians chapter 3. Got it? Verse 13, it says, Christ hath redeemed us. That's good enough right there. From the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it's written, curses everyone hangs on a tree. So all that curse, He redeemed us from it. I don't have to be stressed out. I'm redeemed from it. Amen? Well, if he, you know, the Bible says, in Isaiah it says it this way, says the chastisement of our peace was on Him. Well, if He bore it, why should I bear it? See, the devil will trick you and think, well, if you don't, if you don't have stress about this, if, if you just you don't worry about this, then you don't care. No, the best thing you can do is, is cast it over on the Lord. That's the best thing you can do. Give it to somebody that can fix it. 
you have to do your part. You understand the natural part. You know, you can't just like say, hey, Pastor, I, I love that word tonight. I tell you what, I'm going to quit my job. I'm not going to worry about it. I hope your wife's got enough sense to kick you out of bed in the morning. Anyway, how many understand that's not what we're talking about. You've got to do your part. But the part is you, only, you, you do what you can do, and, and that's it. You let God take care of the rest. And the part you're not supposed to do is worry about it or be stressed out about it. Hallelujah. You say, well, Pastor, you just don't have the problems that I have. Well, no, I've never had any problems yet, but if I ever do, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> now, notice verse 14. He did this. He redeemed us from the curse that the blessing. Hey, hey, hey. See, he redeemed us from the curse that the blessing might come. Come on, I know we're small tonight, but shout anyway. He redeemed us from the curse that the blessing might come. Well, what blessing? The, the blessing of Abraham might come on us, Gentiles, those people that were without God, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What the Spirit promised? Through what? Through faith. So the blessing comes through what? Through faith. So if you're going to... See, Christ has redeemed us, just like you're redeemed from physical suffering. You know what I mean by that? I mean sickness... And, and disease. How I many know we're redeemed from that, right? And, and we're redeemed from sin, right? Yes. All right? Just like we're redeemed from spiritual suffering or physical suffering, we're redeemed from mental suffering. Right. Christ has redeemed. He did something to redeem us uh, <laughs> mentally. How I many all need some mental help? <laughs> okay, not too many admit, but how I many know we all need some help with our, our soul, our mind, right? And so Christ redeemed us, amen, so that uh, we could walk in the blessing. But it's through faith. Now, what does that mean? Well, it just means we can't walk by sight and walk in the blessing of redemption. Right. We can't by, walk by what we see. We've got to walk by what the Word says. Right. See, in other words, it's not always going to look good. It's just the truth. But yeah, we don't walk by that. We walk by what, what God's Word says. Now, how many know we're all responsible for our own, our own garden, our own life? Amen. You know that scripture? I think some people think that scripture, you know, it says, casting all your care upon the Lord, for He careth for you. I think some people think that says, casting all your care upon the pastor, for He cares for you. Well, I do care for you, but I can't take care of some things. But God can take care of everything. Amen. So we have to understand. So it, it's not a matter, it's not just a matter of, you know, what God wants to do. It's about what we are able to put ourselves in position to receive. Amen. Now, so through faith, everybody say through faith. Amen. That means we can't walk by sight and walk in the blessing of redemption from mental suffering. We're going to need to believe. Listen now, here's what we're going to need to believe. We're all going to face stress, right? But here's what we're going to need to believe. We're going to need to believe it's all going to work out. Now, what does that mean? That means we're carefree. We just go our way. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Some way or another, it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. It'll work out. Now, that will... Now, listen now. To some people, that would seem irresponsible, but that's not irresponsible. That's putting it in the hands of somebody that can take care of it. It's going to work out. Hallelujah. It's going to work out, everybody. 
you got to say it's going to work out. See, yeah, that's, that's part of walking by faith. It's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out. <clears throat> now, you know, we do our part. We do our, we do, you know, we do our part, the part that we're supposed to do. We, you just got to have some common sense about you. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, then I can't preach long enough to help you. Everybody smile. Everybody got common sense? You got to have some common sense about you. You don't have some common sense. There's a lot of people. There's some people in church that don't have any common Not this church, but some people in the church, don't, they just don't have any common sense. It's like, I, I can't help you. You know, you, 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 you've got your part to do, but you don't do God's part, try to do God's part at the same time. He said he would provide. Amen. Now, all right, I don't, I'm not going long tonight, but I want, you to, I want you to go to another scripture, and we may look at one more after that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter th- uh, 10, 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. <clears throat> and I want to talk about this just for a little bit, because it's important. We know that, you know, we have to do something to resist this. We don't just give in to, you know, you don't have to think, you don't have to think, it's going to sound funny, but you don't have to think everything you think. You don't have to keep thinking it. You, you can say, I'm not thinking that. Sorry. That's not, that's not my thought. It's like one guy said, one preacher said, he said, told my daughter to go clean her room. She looked at me and said, that's not my thought. He said, you better make it your thought. You know, she'd been hearing us preachers say, the other preachers say that, you know, I don't take the thought, that's not my thought, and, and so it's just a little kid, she just said, well, that's not my thought. Well, that's the way we got to be, that's not my thought. Amen. Amen? You know, I told you a story about a, a, a pastor friend of mine, you know, he bought, a, he actually didn't buy a building, he leased a building, he actually leased a building, but he's remodeling it and all that. And, uh, you know, he, he just uh, went in there and spent all his money. He didn't have a whole lot of money left after he did some things to it. But anyway, he, he put the walls up and everything, got it all up, you know. And then when he, when he came in there and he got done with that, then the city came in and they told him, said, you got to rip it all out because it's not fire retardant, so you got to rip it all out. And he said, he said, you know, he said, either... <clears throat> he said, he said, we'd already spent all the money we had. So he said, I couldn't really, he said, to tear these walls out, man, we didn't have any money, you know. And um, uh, he told, he said, he said, you know, he said, uh, either God is a bad catcher or I'm a bad thrower. Because he said, I'd cast my care over on him and it'd come right back. Anybody been there? Yeah. I mean, that's called the fight of faith, right? Yeah. Amen. I'd like to tell you that, you know, you're going to go in your bedroom, you're going to pray, and then you're never going to have another negative thought about it. Well, I hope that works out for you, but most of the time you're going to have a fight of faith on your hands. So he just kept, kept his faith up and just kept like, God, I give this to you, I give it to you. When it come back, give it back to God, you know. You know what I'm saying, you know, because sometimes we take our burdens to the Lord and we don't leave them there, we bring them home. That's an old song for some of you. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. But sometimes we just take it back. But if you got it, God doesn't have it. I will never forget, man. This is like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. I was driving someplace. And I mean, it's out of the blue. The Lord just spoke to me. I wasn't talking to him about it, you know. But he just, out of the blue, just spoke to me. He said, to, 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 to carry the care of something is to be responsible for its outcome. And I can't remember whether I, I was dealing with something or I was about to deal with something. 
I think it might have been I was about to deal with something, that deal where we, you know, I almost got us put out in the street that one time. Y'all remember that one? We were like a week away from being homeless because I forgot about something. But anyway, but anyway, the Lord, it might have been preparing me for that. He said, the care, the care, care of something is to be responsible for the outcome of it. And I thought, well, I don't want to be responsible for the outcome of anything in my life. I don't want to carry the care of it. I don't want to do that. So you have to learn. You, you've got to fight the good fight of faith. Now, in 2 Corinthians, let's go there because it talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Uh, for the weapon... Now, look at that. We don't war after the flesh. See, we don't fight stress after the flesh. Once again, you know, the world's got all kinds of things about how to relieve your stress. You know, the, the ball you, you grab and squeeze. You remember I've seen those? Stress balls. You know, take a walk. You know, breathing techniques. It's all a bunch of goofiness. I'm sorry. It doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah, you, you know, it feels good for the moment. Have you ever gotten, guys, have you ever been working out in the garage, you got mad through your wrench, you were screwed out of your hammer? Be honest. Feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't fix a thing, does it? Right? Or, or <laughs> you, you talk bad about the, you stupid screw, go in there, you stupid thing. Feels good, doesn't fix a thing. See, the world's methods, they may feel good for temporary, like, you know, like the breathing. <gasps> breathe in, breathe out, think lovely thoughts. Well, that's Bible right there if you're thinking lovely thoughts, they, but they better be scriptural thoughts, right? But the thing of it is, see, that, that, that's just, those are carnal weapons. They won't, fix, they won't fix you. They won't keep you from stressing out. Amen. Now, but here we go. He says, verse 3, for, the, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. So we got weapons above the flesh. The weapons of our warfare. Everybody say warfare. So we have a warfare. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what are these strongholds? Well, he says, casting down imaginations. And I like that. You know, the, the New King James says arguments, and that's a good word too. But I like imaginations because here's what I've learned about the devil. He will, the, I've learned that the biggest nation on the planet is your imagination. That he will try to get you to imagine scenarios of defeat, of disaster, and of how bad it's going to be. He will try to put imaginations in your mind that don't belong there. Amen. You know, I've had those things, and, and I've just learned, you know, I used to put things off, you know, if there was something that I didn't want to deal with, I just, I used to put it off. A after learning how the devil operates, it's like, let's deal with it now. Because he's going to give me, try to give me all kinds of imaginations of how bad it's going to be. So let's just get it over with because he's going to lie to me for 24 hours, 48 hours, or two weeks. He's a liar and the father of it. How does he lie to us? Through ideas, thoughts, suggestions. And so he'll tell you how bad it's going to be. He puts those imaginations up there. How, what's going to happen? 
Do you know how many people now that they're coming out? And maybe I shouldn't even told you this. Maybe you didn't even know it, but I've already said it. But did you know, you know how many people in America now are imagining that they're going to starve to death? I mean, even our own president said, get ready for shortages, food shortages. You know, you know how many people are going to, you know how many people are sitting around imagining how they're going to finally get back in the clothes that they can't wear any longer? That's the devil. I'm not imagining, I'm go, I, I am imagining I'm going to lose weight because I'm trying to lose weight. But I'm not imagining I'm going to lose weight because there's not any food because my God shall supply all my need. Amen. Amen. How is he going to do it? I don't know. One time, he, you, know, he had, he, you know, he had a raven flying. I don't know. That works for me, right? However he does it, I don't care. But he already promised he would do it, right? And so I, I, I'm not going to imagine things. I'm not going to imagine how bad it's going to be and all this and imaginations. And, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to pull those down. What do I pull them down with? The Word. The Word of God. What are some of our weapons that are not carnal? Well, the, one of the main things is the Word, what the Word tells us about what God promised us, what our provision is, right? That's the main weapon that we have. You know, and we've got our faith. We've got the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as a powerful weapon, the name of Jesus. But, you know, if you don't know the Word, all those other, all those other weapons are not going to work right for you. You've got to know what the promises are. Amen. And so, you know, just knowing the Word, right? And not just knowing the Word, but believing the Word, getting it in your heart, and feeding on it. Amen. Now he says, verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought every, into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, you know, Isaiah said it this way. He said, he, he that keeps his mind stayed on him, he'll, be in, he'll keep him in perfect peace. You know why? Because he trusts in him. That's what the next that's what the next verse says, because he trusts in him. So if you keep your mind, what does it mean stayed on him? It doesn't mean stayed necessarily like you think about God 24 hours, seven days a week, although that's good. The word stayed there means relied on him. You tell your mind, we're relying on God. Shut up. We're relying on God. What's that? It's bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Right? Yeah. Yes. It, am, I, am I the only one that the devil brings imaginations to? <laughs> I just wanted to know. Maybe I was the only one that wasn't wise to that trick. No, I, 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 he does all of us, right? He'll imagine. He'll, he'll take it. You know. Well, you know, like like I'm a minister. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a pastor. So you know, I, you know the Bible says those that preach the gospel should live with the gospel. I live with the gospel. I have for years, years and years. I've lived with the gospel. That's, and so the devil, you know, if he wants to harass you about money, he'll imagine. Well, you know what? Um, people are going to quit coming. People are going to quit giving, and. Uh, you know, you're not going to have any money. He can't hardly use the thing you're going to lose the church now because it's almost paid for. Amen. So you kind of take that weapon away from him and say, well, you can't say that to me because nobody can repossess the building if we can pay for it, you know. 
right? <laughs> so don't try that one. But, you know, he'll, he'll bring those thoughts and kind of bring it down. You know, you're going to be a failure. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody's going to stop coming. And, and there's been times it looked like a lot of them forgot where church was at. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, here's the point. It does, my, my needs, your needs, aren't met by people. They're met by God. There may be avenues, there may be, you know, ways that He uses, but He's the source. I said, He's the source. And if you know who the source is, how many know, well, you got it made. He's the source, everybody. So he, He's not just a source, He's the source. So, we have to keep our mind leaning on Him. What does that mean? Leaning on our redemption, right? What's promised us in Christ. Not on the stress, right? Not on the pressure from the outside. We're redeemed from mental suffering. I don't have to suffer over this mentally. I don't have to let this create an issue of suffering in my mind. I can be free of that. I'm redeemed from it. Have you ever thought about that? Now, see, when you, when you feel that pressure, that mental suffering, just say, hey, I'm redeemed from you. I'm not, no, you can't stay here. Amen. Amen. Now, let, let's close with one last scripture. Let's go back to the Old Testament book of Proverbs 17. This is a cool scripture. Proverbs 17. Go there. I want to read this, and then I'll be done tonight. you get something tonight? Yes. I'm glad you came out for your midweek feeding. I know it was stormy, rainy weather, but still you came out. And uh, I'm glad you did. If you weren't able to come out and you're watching online, hey, get a hold of this message. Amen. And let the Lord speak to you. We are redeemed from stress. Yes. This may be April the national. What did I say it was? April is like, what did they say it was? It's National Stress Awareness Month. I didn't know that. Like I said, before I started preaching this, I didn't find out. Thought, oh, I need to preach on stress. So we're aware of it. I think most people are aware of it. And thank God for them trying to help. I'm not, I'm not belittling that, but the truth of the matter is we believers have weapons that are not carnal. You might do, you know, just like I'm thankful for everything, you know, you know what I'm saying? Everything that helps everybody, as long as it's, there's nothing wrong with it, nothing morally wrong with it or scripturally wrong with it. You know, like AA, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. Some people get some help from that. But really the, true, the truth of the matter is true help comes from the Lord. Because they'll have you say, you know, hi, my name's Mark. I'm an alcoholic. And I've been free for three years. Thirteen years later, hello, my name's Mark. I'm an alcoholic. And I've been free for 13 years. That's not what I say. Hello, my name is Mark. I was delivered at Calvary. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm the redeemed. Come on, don't get offended at that. That's just the truth. The world's doing it the best way they know how. But if you've been, if you've been redeemed, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict any longer. That was all changed. Back in 1981. I had my last drug back in 1981. I had my last drink. It was gin. Last one I ever had was gin. 1981. Amen. I had my last cigarette. Don't get offended. You still have them. I just like to keep my temple clean. What's quietness? Holy Ghost Church. Praise God. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you know the, the last was a Winston Light, 1981. 
I had, you know, I had my last, you know, drugs, 1981, December. Why? Because when I got born again, I got redeemed. Hallelujah. And I'm still redeemed. Come on. Now, I know, listen, I understand, I understand, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I understand this. I understand that there, there are preachers, there are, you know, ministers, they're saying, hey, it's okay to drink a little bit. But, you know, every one of them, now listen, I'm not stupid. I've been at this for 40 years. Every one of them that has said that and done that, most every one of them has got in trouble. One major one, just recently. And this guy, he has philosophy, it's okay to drink. My philosophy is, if you're born again, why do you need something to prop you up? Isn't the Holy Ghost and the Word enough? And this guy preached, as a matter of fact, a preacher I know tried to warn him and say, hey, you know, because this is a major, major preacher. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, international. And uh, you, I'm not, of course, naming, I'm not going to, you know, slander anybody. But it, was, it's, it made the news, you know, it made the news. You know, we had some issues and problems and all. And, you know, they tried to blame it on, well, the stress of the ministry and all that. No, it came from years ago. You decided it was okay to drink a little alcohol, and then you started getting addicted. And you, you had to have it, and you started drinking. And you, when you're drunk, you don't think right. You lose your moral compass, and you get in trouble. And that's what happened. And I know a minister that went to preach for him. I know the minister personally went to preach for him. We used to preach for him a lot. And he tried to get this minister to drink, and this minister said, no way, and tried to warn him, don't do that. And he said, you're just old school, that's all. Well, old school's still going, and new school's, you know, crashed. So you, you can tell me what you want to about that, but, you know, people say what they want. Say what you want, but I guarantee you, I've been at it for 40 years, and every one of them I've ever seen that, that, took, that took that stance, most every one of them got in trouble. Because it didn't come from God, it came from the devil. And you don't need that to, to eliminate your stress. You need faith. Amen. Now, all right. Proverbs 17, verse 27. It says, He that hath knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit, the King James says. But literally, it means, a, you know, the New King James says a calm spirit. Everybody say calm. Now, what causes you to be calm if you're a person of understanding? When you understand your redemption and who you are in Christ and that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world and everything else we've said tonight, when you get a hold of that, it causes you to be calm when stress comes because you have understanding. It's going to work out. I said it's going to work out. Hallelujah. Helps out there somewhere. I don't know how it's going to come, but it's going to come. And it may come at the last minute. And that's all right. It's going to come. Hallelujah. I've had things that I'm sure you have too. They show up at the last minute. I don't know. I wish God would come a little earlier, but he's got his way of doing things, right? And I've had those times, it's like the very last minute, here it came. I remember one time, years, many years ago, I went on the radio. The Lord Daly Denton would be going on the radio, and this was like before we were here. So it was like, I was worried Phyllis and I were ever married, you know. Uh, so uh, that, that goes way back. I mean, not as far back as Kenny. Because, like I said, he knows things that were on the other side of the flood, Noah's flood. 
<clears throat> but I, I, I went out, you know, the Lord dealt with me to go on the radio, you know, and I, and I you know, I, I remember, you know, I, I just never, I, I just remember, this still sticks in my mind. I remember being in, in, a, in my bedroom and praying about it. And, the, and I really was convinced it's God. God wants me to do this. You know, I prayed through the thing. I want you to go on the radio and, and, and teach, preach. And so, okay, I prayed through it. And I had, um, in those days, I had a Dake Bible. Anybody remember Dake's annotated Bible? They were big in those days. I don't know what they look like now, but they were big. I put that thing on the floor, and I, not irreverently, but I stood on top of it. And I said, Lord, I'm standing on your word. I'm believing you. I'm believing you to bring in the money to do this because I didn't have the money. I look back now and I think, God, such a pitiful, measly amount, $60 a week. But it might as well have been, you know, 5000 you know. And so <clears throat> I, um, I, I, I did that. I said, Lord, I'm standing on your word. I went to preach at another church. I was from outside of our home church. I went to another church on a Sunday morning to preach, and I got done preaching. And this guy came up to me. This is God is my witness. He said, I think you should be on the radio. I said, well, I think I should too. He said, well, I'll tell you what. If you'll go on, I'll pay for one week of it. That's 60 bucks. I said, all right. And, and it just began to come in. You know what I'm saying? And I told the Lord, when I stood on that, when I stood on that Dake Bible and said, I'm standing on your word, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if it ever fails to come in one week, I'm going off. I made this agreement with the Lord. And he seemed to be okay with it. And I, I made that agreement with the Lord. And I remember there was one week I didn't have the money. You know, I didn't have the money to pay. I think I paid weekly no i think paid every month i'm sorry uh, but there was there was one the the the, the bill was due at 4:30 you know yeah see some of you, you you remember the days you you actually had to you actually had to send a check you know what a check is it's a piece of paper you, you had to actually see, you you didn't have all the stuff we have today and so i remember it it is it's due at 4.30. Now, I lived about five and a half, six, seven miles from the radio station where I would, I would take it in. I didn't mail it. I just take it in because it's in our town. And I remember I'm staying, it's, it's, four, it's, it's four o'clock and I don't have the money. So this is due day. I mean, this is D-day as we say. If this doesn't come in, I'm off because I made the disagreement with the Lord. But you know, the Lord is so good. He's so faithful. At four o'clock, the mailman delivered the mail, and I went out there, and there was the money in the box. And I was able to take that and pay that. It was last minute. I don't know why God likes to do stuff last minute. I guess he just wants to see if we really have some faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And I've had that many, many times where it's last minute. And here's the thing. See, you could, you could let stress get a hold of you. You could stress out. And, and, and you, could, you, could, you could literally, one thing, negate the whole process by your unbelief. But the second thing is, torment yourself when all along God's got something working. Amen. God works behind the scenes. How many know that? Yeah. I, I remember Brother Copeland saying this years ago. This is like an old, old cassette tape. I'm talking about, I've, I had cassette tapes where he was preaching in somebody's living room. Okay. And so they're old. 
And he said, you know, he said, a guy came to me, because people don't realize, that, realize this about Brother Copeland, but in one year, he went from being on zero radio stations to 600 and some. That's massive. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, the greatest talk radio personality in America was only on 400 and some radio stations. He had a, an audience of 200 million. Brother Copeland was on 600 and some in one year. Zero to one year. And he said, a guy came up to me, and he said, he said, your ministry took off overnight. I love what he said. I appreciate his honesty. This was years ago he said this. He said, I said to the guy, he said, yes, it did. He said, but it was the longest night I ever spent. He said, what you saw took off overnight. You didn't see the 10 years we couldn't get 50 people to come to the meeting. You didn't see that. He said, but what I didn't know was all the time God was working behind the scenes and a cassette, these messages we were preaching in these meetings were ever going all over the United States, even all over the world, and people were hearing that. He said, I didn't know that was happening. God was just, people were just taking our tapes and duplicating them and, you know, spreading them around, and now people are finding out about us. And he said, this just came a, came a time when God just pulled the trigger and the whole thing went off at once. But he said, God was working behind the scenes. He's always working behind the scenes. That's why we let our minds lean over on Him and trust Him. Because guess what? Here's what we got to believe. If we're going to walk by faith, not by sight, we got to believe it's working out. Everybody say, it's working out. Now, I don't know what your issue is tonight, but if you got it in God's hands, it's working out. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.